Hello, brother. I'm Grace. Hello, brother. I'm Stephanie. And this is Doppelgangers. Today, we're talking about season four, episode 14 of The Vampire Diaries, which is called Down the Rabbit Hole. Lots of highs and lows this week because I really did eat on some guesses both before and during the episode, but I'm not thrilled about some of them. You're not thrilled about the cliffhanger we just received. Yes. Because as we know, I've been concerned about Jeremy for seasons and seasons now. Even when you didn't have to be. And I mean, you were a little concerned about Jeremy in the beginning, but you really weren't that concerned about Jeremy until like the last second. Because, you know, he's been in situations like this before, but we're getting to the end of like the Hunter chapter, it appears. And let's be honest, that's Jeremy's main storyline right now. So things were looking difficult from a plot perspective. (laughs) We'll get there when we get there. We have a long way to go before we get there. So as always, I'll start by reading the synopsis from Vampire Diaries Wiki. On the island, Damon has an ugly run-in with a hunter named Vaughn and realizes he is one of the five. Stefan confesses his true feelings about the possibility of becoming human again to Elena. When a stunning new piece of information about the cure is suddenly revealed, it changes the stakes for everyone. Jeremy helps Bonnie recognize what is real and what is an illusion. And Shane is comforted by a woman from his past, Caitlin. Or is he? Back in Mystic Falls, Caroline and Tyler find that their attempt to translate the code on the hunter's sword is futile without help from Klaus, who has his own reasons for solving the puzzle. So we open the episode kind of where we left the last episode. The last episode, we were on the island looking for the cure. We remain on the island. And at the end of the last episode, Damon got attacked by some guy. We saw his mark. We know he's one of the five. When we catch up with Damon, he is tied to a tree by the neck. Clearly using vervain ropes. Yeah, very slay. And it is by the same hunter we saw in the last episode. We learn eventually that his name is Galen Vaughn. We're going to refer to him as Vaughn. I noticed that. It's like we're doing last name things again. Yeah, I'm not totally sure why we pick it. Maybe because Galen is a silly little name. But they could have just made his first name Vaughn. But who am I? Anyway, so Galen Vaughn is played by an actor named Charlie Bewley. He is not someone I personally recognize right away. But you in the audience might recognize him from Nashville. He was on seven episodes. Oh, who did he play on Nashville? Charles Wentworth. I don't know why I thought I'd know off the name. I know. But more famously and more likely for our audience, he was also in some Twilight movies, including Breaking Dawn's Part 1 and 2, Eclipse, and New Moon. And he played a character named Dimitri, who I believe is one of the Volturi. I was going to say he's giving Volturi vibes. I'm going to Google Dimitri really quick. He's a member of the Volturi and he can Mm -hmm. track people through the tenors of their minds. He looks very different in Twilight than he does in this. So I didn't recognize him. And also it's been a while since I've really been deep into Twilight, I have to say. But that is probably what you might know him from. He says, oh, is something bothering you? And immediately when he talks, you can tell something's up. Later, we find out it's a Scottish accent. (laughs) Kind of a weird choice. At least he's doing the accent right. Yeah, he's doing the accent right. I don't know if it's his natural accent. I don't think it is. I think he might be British. And I get that, like, for the logic of the Vampire Diaries, it makes sense that some hunters aren't American. Yeah. Since there's only five in the world, it would make sense that some aren't in America. But it's interesting that that this is the choice we're getting. It's a big swing. Anyway, so Vaughn says, oh, is something bothering you? And Damon says, would you believe mosquitoes? He's still getting his little bits in. Still got the energy for a zinger. Avon says, you know, I would because I would love to know how it feels when a relentless eating machine is draining the blood from your veins. And Damon's like, OK, uh, itchy. 
And then Vaughn says, do your friends in Mystic Falls think you're funny, Damon? So he immediately tells Damon, A, I know who you are. B, I know you're from Mystic Falls. C, I know you're here with a group. And Damon says, okay, so obviously you know who I am and where I'm from. Have you been spying on me? And Vaughn says, I, I have. He's been watching the Vampire Diaries. He says, I've been spying on you, Stefan, Elena, your witch Bonnie, who you need to cast the spell written on your pal Jeremy's Hunter's Mark, a tattoo that looks exactly like this. He shows his tattoo in case we forget he's one of the five. You would think that he would have reached out to Jeremy ahead of time. How would he reach out? I guess he knows who he is. Yeah, he knows who he is. I just, you would think that he would want to team up with the other hunter. I mean, would it have worked? Unclear, but. We, if we can assume he's been spying on them, doesn't he realize that Jeremy was part of the reason another hunter got killed? Oh, yeah, that's true. So he kind of seems maybe not like the most trustworthy ally. Although maybe he came in late because did he know about Connor? We don't have confirmation either way. Maybe Vaughn works alone. Yeah. Impossible to say. He just likes to have all the information. Anyway, Damon says, if you want to know something, just ask. And Vaughn says, the thing is, I've been killing vampires my entire life, and still this thing, the Merc, refused to reveal itself to me. That was until three days ago when it just magically completed for no apparent reason. And we know based on timing, that was when Jeremy's Merc completed, so we can make the assumption that like when one Merc completes, all five of them get their Merc. Yeah, which also says, you know, he's been killing vampires his whole life. He never got the completed Merc, but obviously he had the start of a Merc if he was aware of it. So- just confirms a whole lot of vampires needed to die to get that mark. Well, he might not have gotten it revealed. He might have been a potential. Yeah, but then how would he know about the mark? Maybe someone told him. Maybe it's like something they found him. I don't know. He's been killing vampires. Safe to say he runs in those circles. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of questions that we don't get answered this episode. But anyway, Damon says, do I look like I know anything about tattoos? Look at my skin. It's flawless. Slay. Vaughn says, you're not taking me seriously. I don't blame you. You don't know me. So let me introduce myself. And then he stabs him in the neck and he says, my name is Galen Vaughn and you better start talking. Very cool move. I think he made his point. Yeah. (laughs) Then we go over to the beach of the island where Elena, Stefan and Rebecca have regrouped after just really being on the losing team at the end of last episode. Really the C team out here. Yeah. Elena calls Caroline. And Caroline says, oh, tell me you're not serious. And Elena says, well, I wish I weren't. But when we got back from looking for Jeremy, Shane and Bonnie were both gone too. Shane needs Bonnie to cast a spell on Jeremy's tattoo in order to find the cure. And he managed to take them both out from under our noses. Because you guys weren't watching that closely. I mean, he didn't do anything that crazy. They had a little bit too much trust in Shane. And he gave them no reason to trust them like that when they got on the island. They should have said, you don't have to keep walking, but we're going to keep walking through the night because we're fucking vampires. Yeah, we don't need to rest like some of you people. With all that, I think Shane should not be surprised the way his day ended up. Well, here's the thing. Shane planned ahead. He had a man on the ground. He had teammates on the island that they didn't predict. But then, yeah, once you betray people, you kind of have to make sure you get to your end point. Because guess what? People are going to want to fight back for that. You can't be surprised then when people leave you high and dry with a broken leg. Maybe have an ally that goes all the way into the well with you. That's me. But slay for the guy who got what he wanted and got out of there. Yeah. I mean, honestly, he probably wanted that guy to come into the well with him, but he didn't predict that that guy would abandon him. That's on Shane for not being clear enough in what he expected. Well, he thought his wife would help him once he's in there because he thinks that's actually his wife, like a dumbass. Actually, he might think that. That's a good point. (laughs) It's like, that's okay. I'll get down there. My wife can help me. And then I'll find Caitlin, who happens to know everything about Silas. And Silas is like, this guy. He fell right into my lap. I'm eating. So I was like, I love this guy. 
<laughs> so it's just like, that's my best friend. <laughs> Caroline, we see, is at the Gilbert house still with Klaus, who's listening in on this phone call, of course. And Caroline says, where's Damon in all of this? And Elena says, we had an argument. I thought he was taking a walk, but then we went to the beach and saw signs of a struggle. And Caroline says, meaning what? Meaning a struggle. Like, we don't know. Elena says, I'm just listening to the clues here. But meaning somebody probably jumped him and then grabbed him. And Caroline says, you think Shane took him? And Elena's like, no, he's not strong enough to take Damon even with the element of surprise. Yeah, good read. Yeah, that is a good read. She says, well, he must have someone or a few someone's helping him. Of course, she's not thinking about there's other people who might be looking for the cure. Mm -hmm. Caroline says, I'm so sorry. I wish I was there to help. And Elena says, well, maybe there's something you can do from home. And Caroline says, oh, anything. Elena says, Shane's looking for the cure, but we think we can find him because we have pictures of Jeremy's tattoo, but we can't translate the map that's on there. And Caroline says, unless you get the hunter's sword from Klaus. And Elena says, yeah. And Klaus is like, he, 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 sitting there. Smart of them to take pictures of these, of this tattoo. That was thinking ahead. Rebecca, who's listening in on this phone call, says to Stefan, also listening on this phone call, he'll never give up the sword. And Stefan says, yeah, well, if anyone's going to get him to give it up, it's Caroline. And Rebecca says, he won't give up the sword even for Caroline. He's terrified we'll use the cure against him to make him mortal. And even if he wasn't, he wouldn't want any of us to derive a moment's worth of happiness from being human. Yeah, that's why they kept him at home. Yeah, that's why they locked him in a living room. Stefan says, well, maybe he doesn't have to give it up. I mean, Klaus is stuck in Elena's house by Bonnie's spell. He can't go anywhere. There's only so many places you can hide a three-foot piece of metal. Caroline says, I'll find it. Don't worry. Just email me photos of Jeremy's tattoo. I'll find the sword and I'll call you back. Elena says, thanks. They hang up. And Klaus, who, of course, has been eavesdropping, says, need my help with anything, love? And she says, no. And she leaves. <laughs> she says, pass. She doesn't even look at him. Then we go back over to the island where Team Shane has made it into the cave where the well is. And the well is our entryway down. Masak, the islander who helped them out last episode, says, OK, uh, this is it for me. I'm out. Yeah, yeah, he's like, I've done more than enough. And Shane says, hey, man, uh, we're on the brink of a monumental moment in human history. We're going to raise the most powerful immortal creature that ever was. Like, our work's not done yet. Yeah, he's like, I don't think it's wise to be around for that, King. Like, I don't know why you feel so comfortable doing that, but I'm not interested. Yeah, Masuk says, me personally, my work is done. You said, get the kid and the witch. I did that. I want to get paid now. And Shane seems to accept this. So Shane goes into his backpack. He grabs the tombstone. I thought he was going to pull out like wads of cash. Like he just had cash in his backpack that long. He pulls out the tombstone and he gives it to Masuk. And Masuk takes it and he says, all right, I'll say a prayer for your souls. And then he leaves. And Bonnie says, that's what the tombstone was for? To pay a mercenary? But it's like, that wasn't even for the spell? Like we didn't even need that to get down here? Why have we been carrying around a rock for days and days? <laughs> And Shane says, well, the core of that tombstone is made up of Ketsia's calcified blood. So in some witch circles, that stone is more valuable than Hope Diamond. Sure. It's like, OK, fine. I accept that. That's enough justification for me. I don't care. Give some <laughs> meaning to the rock. <laughs> yeah. He looks down at the well and he says, OK, so who wants to go down first? How about the guy who's been there before already? No, Shane. Hello. This is what you do. You send Jeremy down first. Then you go down. Then you bring Bonnie. Down. Yes, that's exactly what he should have done. Because at this point, if someone goes down, if the first person who goes down gets immediately killed, it's not going to ruin his plan if Jeremy gets killed because Bonnie has pictures of the tattoo. It's not great, but it'll do. Yeah. And you should not leave the two of them to talk while you're fiddling with the rope. What he really should have done, 
Send Jeremy down first, strap Bonnie to him and go down. I mean, what he should have done is just gone down with all three of them at the same time. Yeah. But hindsight's twenty twenty, huh, Shane? He thought a lot of things through right up until the home stretch here. She started to get away from him pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. We go back over to the Gilbert house. Tyler and Caroline return with the sword. They found it very fast. Because, you know, we can assume Klaus didn't spend like that much time hiding it. Especially once the team decided they didn't really need it. And when it became clear that like traveling to the cure was imminent, he wanted it easily accessible. Of course, he couldn't predict that then he'd be locked in a house. But so Klaus decides to take the power back and do what he does best. And that is belittle Tyler. And he says, well, if it isn't little orphan Lockwood, come to show me how laughably impotent you are against me and tyler says okay i'm like i'm not doing this right now i'm just here to help my friends find the cure we found this sword in your attic now tyler here's what you're doing wrong you don't engage with this okay don't even look at him because the second you replied it just proved that you heard him call you impotent and an orphan okay he already got you like you already lost And Klaus says, oh, so you think finding the sword brings you closer to the cure? And like the gag is it absolutely does, but he's got to belittle them. Yeah. Tyler says, you tell me. I was playing around with the handle on the ride over and I found this. And he shows him the handle. It's like a little twisty thing. And Klaus says, well, what do you think this is? And Caroline says, it's called a cryptex. I've seen the Da Vinci Code. Slay. She loves Tom Hanks. She saw the Da Vinci Code. I bet she just loves a mystery. I bet she's a crossword puzzle girly. That makes sense, actually. But a crossword puzzle and a mystery are not the same thing. Well, I think they have the same themes. Like puzzles. Yeah, but puzzles are not mysteries. Well, yes, they are. No, they're not. Because you not... know what they're going to turn out no, like. No, not like a puzzle puzzle. Like a mind puzzler, you know? No, I, I, I don't think those are the... I don't think you can call a mind puzzler a mystery. Like I a Sudoku in... a mystery? You know it's going to be one through nine. Well... It's a mystery where the numbers are. That's you're solving the mystery of where the numbers are. I think that's a little generous to, to mind puzzlers. I do think she does crossword puzzles. I don't think she like reads mystery books except for Nancy Drew. She had a Nancy Drew phase as a child. Well, like I, th- I think she likes more like the puzzle part of a mystery. Like I don't think she's reading John Grisham. <laughs> yeah. But I do think she like is very interested in like the Zodiac Killer, for example. I don't think she is. I think she's interested in the puzzle part of the Zodiac Killer. So, that, but that's exactly the thing. It's not a like those are two different things i don't think it is i mean i think she's interested in like codes and keys sure but i don't think she's interested in true crime well yeah but you don't have to be interested in true crime to be interested in the codes and keys yeah, of but, the zodiac killer but you didn't say the codes and keys of the zodiac killer you said okay the zodiac but that's killer. what i meant okay well then you should have been specific well i was already talking about puzzles i kind of thought you'd get there on your own no i didn't i couldn't well you i guess you don't have the same kind of mind as me and caroline <laughs> and thank god for that um, <laughs> Anyway, Caroline explains to Tyler and us, the audience, what a cryptex is. She says, you turn the different sides to the different symbols to get the translation on the other side. And with the magic of the internet, Elena sent over these photos of Jeremy's tattoo that they have printed out. And she says, so now all we have to do is cryptex away. And if you happen to want to help, we wouldn't stop you. She's being so nice. Yeah. And she does kind of get him there, but he gets them right back because he says, Okay, well, might I suggest using the magic of the internet to purchase an Aramaic to English dictionary from your nearest retailer? Tyler says, what the hell is Aramaic? Tyler's like, I got to be honest, it's pretty clear I'm out of my league here. I don't really (laughs) think I should be here for this. And Caroline says, it's a dead language. It hasn't been used since like biblical times. And Klaus says, yeah, I'm guessing it's Ketsia's native tongue. You know. Even if you had the best dictionary in the world, it could take days to translate, even weeks. 
And then he says, and I wrote out the phonetics so I can say it. Nice. He says, in boss so teen to Aramit. Caroline says, what does that mean? And he says, if only you spoke Aramaic. He eats them alive here and they roll their eyes because it is annoying, but he's so slayed. It, because they know they need that. They're not going to, one, find a dictionary for it. And two, they're not going to figure it out in that time. Well, so- and it becomes clear later, too, that like, as is true of any translation, the dictionary is not, it's only one part of it. Yeah. Because there's, you know, colloquialisms and idioms and et cetera. But we'll get to that when we get to that. So then we go back to the beach on the island. Rebecca is playing with her phone and she has no service, but she's over, you know, away from Stefan and Elena, who are having one of their many chats this episode. Elena says, great. Once again, everyone's life is in danger looking for this cure because poor Elena can't deal with being a vampire. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head there, Queenie. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't get to that before you got to the island and everyone disappeared. I mean... But Stefan says, well, you know, everyone's here because they want to be not just for you, but for ourselves, too, which is true. And it, yeah, it's kind of on them because I can't think of someone, even if, if you were a vampire and you wanted a cure and we went through all this, I'd be like, Grace, I, I hate to say this. You really got to get past it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Elena says, hey, why didn't you tell me you wanted the cure for yourself? He said, have you met me? He's like, I thought you would have figured that out on your fucking own. I mean, I don't know if you know this about me, but I have a really bad relationship with blood. I don't handle the whole vampirism thing well at all. It's been a tough 100 years. It's been nothing but pain for me. And then a little bit of love. And then you dumped me. So he says, I mean, why wouldn't I want to take it? Like, I've seen every side of vampirism there is power misery, guilt, you know, in the long run, even the good parts kind of suck too. And Elena says, no, I understand why you'd want to take it. That much is very obvious to me. I've met you. She says, what I'm saying is, why didn't you tell me? And Stefan says, because it had nothing to do with you. I mean, you know how much I wanted a human life with you. Being human myself, being normal, that's something I've wanted since long before I met you. And she says, well, I'm glad you told me now. She's like, well, I'm glad I'm, I'm back to being a big part of your life. You can't get rid of me. And he says, yeah, what's a deeply buried personal secret between friends, right? Not deeply buried, not a secret. Yeah. What in what world was that buried, Stefan? We'll call it friends. That's fine. That part of your sentence clears. That part, sure. Yeah. I won't fight you on that one. Elena says, friends? I like that. Uh, So they're bonding. (laughs) Rebecca looks at them and she's none too pleased about that development. Rebecca's like, don't we hate her? Can we go back to hating her? That only lasted like three days. Rebecca said, wasn't it like last episode when I said, hey, remember how she killed two of my brothers? Anyone want to feel bad for me about that? And Stefan said, nope, absolutely not. Stefan said, who are you? (laughs) Then we go out to the woods, check in with Damon and Vaughn. Vaughn has Damon on a vervain soaked leash. Sexy. I hate to say it. (laughs) Do that to me. Um, I meant me pulling Damon's leash. Wow. We're the opposite sides of it. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Damon asks where they're going. And Vaughn says at the wishing well, he calls it the wishing well, lies an entrance to a crypt. In the crypt lies Silas. With Silas lies the cure, which will allow me to kill Silas and bring the mission of the Brotherhood of the Five to an end. He speaks to why he has kept Damon alive. The song, he says, you're my leverage, Damon. I use you to get your witch friend to open the passage to Silas's crypt for me. Because it was like, why hasn't why isn't he just killing this vampire? Yeah. And Damon says, you're using me to get to Bonnie Bennett. You picked the wrong vampire king. I hate to say it. <laughs> Damon's like, I'm sorry to tell you this, but that's not going to work. We are not close. And Vaughn says, I guess we'll see. 
And Damon says, okay, here's the deal, Shrek. Nailed it. Got him there. He says, my witch friend will open the passage for you. No leverage necessary, okay? We don't care about Silas. All we want is the cure. So you cut us in on your share and we'll get out of your hair. And he says, you really don't understand, do you? Yeah, he's like, your share of what? And now it takes us a while to get to the point of this conversation, but I promise we'll get there. They really drag it out. We go over to the Gilbert house. There's papers everywhere. Caroline has clearly made some headway with translating the Aramaic. Caroline says, okay, this is it. We translated all the symbols on the tattoo. Passage inside requires a young senator and a pretty flower. Okay, none of this makes sense. She's like, okay, I don't know what that fucking says. Klaus smiles because he knows what it means. Then we go back to the woods, check in with Damon and Vaughn again. And Damon says, no, I don't understand. So why don't you explain it? And Vaughn says, Silas is immortal. I have to cram the cure down his throat to kill him. Damon says, what does that have to do with me and my friends? Yeah, Damon's like, okay, like, that's fine. We don't really care about him. Damon's like, just give him some of the cure. Damon, I beg of you to think critically, King. I really do. I beg of any of you to have even considered this possibility before today. I know it's kind of crazy they didn't. But anyway, uh, then we go back over the Gilbert house. Klaus says something in Aramaic and then translates it. I didn't write it phonetically that time, so I can't say it. (laughs) He says requires a powerful witch and a hunter in full bloom. And Tyler says, what are you doing? And Klaus says, I don't need to tell you my reasons. Caroline, bring my sword over here. (laughs) (laughs) Then we go back over to the woods. Vaughn reiterates, I need to use the cure against Silas. Your friends can't exactly have it now, can they? And Damon says, so you use it on Silas and we'll use it on whoever wants to use it. (laughs) Damon, buddy, I need you to think. I know you're a better thinker than this. (laughs) And then we go back over to the Gilbert house and Klaus reads slash translates the sword. Silas rests on the far side, the means of his destruction at hand. And then he looks at the tattoo photo and he says, oh, turn the cryptex to the right. She does. He says, the top of the hilt reveals a key to a nautical map. Turn it to the left. She does. And he says, now turn the other piece. And she does. And then Klaus says, there's something else. And we go back to the woods. And Damon says, you don't want to share it with us. And Vaughn says, yeah, even if I wanted to, I couldn't. Vaughn says, I mean, I don't, but it's also irrelevant. So (laughs) and Damon says, why can't you share it? And at this point, it's like, Vaughn, you probably can see he's not getting it. But Vaughn's just messing with him to be silly, goofy. And Vaughn says, so it is written. And then we go back to the Gilbert house. Klaus reads something in Aramaic. And Caroline says, what does it mean? Then we go back to the woods and Vaughn confirms what any audience member with a lick of critical thinking skills came to about 15 seconds ago. Episodes ago. (laughs) Vaughn says, there is only one dose. So you did predict that the cure was going to be a limited resource and one dose is surely limited. Yeah. I mean, I thought there was a possibility there'd be more. I thought it was unlikely there'd even be a cure. Let's be completely honest. But one dose, fair enough. Why would Ketsy have made like a million doses? She's not a fucking manufacturer. Yeah. But quite a bombshell reveal right here in the middle of the episode. Takes some time to get to the entire team, though. We go back over to the well. Bonnie and Jeremy have gone down the well. Well, Bonnie goes down and she falls the last little bit. She slips and she scrapes her hand and Jeremy helps her. And Shane says, OK, I'm coming down. But unfortunately, he's left time for Jeremy and Bonnie to talk alone. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have vampire hearing. Dumbass. Although it's an echoey cave, so he can't hear this, but whatever. He must be, like, afraid of repelling because it takes him a while to repel. Yeah, he's really focused on the ropes. Well, because last time he was in this well, he fell down. (laughs) So he's probably scared. That's true. He's like, I don't want to fall again. Uh, You will, King. You will fall again. 
Jeremy says, hey, what do you think is going to happen when you cast the spell on my tattoo and there's nothing in between Shane and Silas? It's a great question. Yeah. And Bonnie says, do you trust me? And he says, of course. And she says, well, then trust me when I promise I won't let Shane raise Silas. Well, she does keep that promise. She doesn't let Shane raise Silas. Yeah. Jeremy says, just don't do anything stupid. If your expression gets out of hand, Shane is the only one that can help you keep it in control. Again, he's the one who told you guys that. So let's, you know, not take that as full truth. Yeah, let's maybe not take something that Shane said at face value. Because one thing about him, he's been lying. And he will continue to do so. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of his his main power. Okay, he's not supernatural. He is just manipulative. And he's been slaying. I mean, I'll give it to him. Yeah, he's been doing a good job, but guys, let's let's take a step back. Yeah. Bonnie says, don't worry about me. If Shane tries to lift a finger on his hand to hurt either one of us, I'll kill him myself. And then we see a close up on the puddle of blood on the ground that Bonnie left when she cut her hand, when she cut her hand. And then we also see the blood dripping into the crypt and we see a body and it's got like a mask on it and it looks pretty, pretty uh, desiccated. Pretty stony. Yeah, it looks like there are sticks and stuff all over it. It looks very cement. And we see the blood drip to around the mouth area of the metal mask. Okay, I didn't catch it was the mouth, but I saw that blood come out of her hand and I had some pretty obvious thoughts. I said, here comes Sheila. You were ready. I have been staying strong with that one and I was right too. Yeah. Then we go back to the beach. A phone rings, not Rebecca's phone, Elena's phone, but Rebecca answers and it's Caroline. And Caroline says, oh, we have the translation of the tattoo. We're emailing you pictures of the map and instructions right now. And Rebecca says, got it. Thanks. And then Klaus says, actually, it was me. (laughs) And Rebecca says, you helped. And Klaus says, you sound so surprised. And she says, well, shouldn't I be? You don't want me or anyone else to be human. So why would you finally help us find the cure? Great question, Rebecca. And he'll tell you. Yeah. He says, maybe I finally realize the longer I stand in the way of what you want, the longer you'll continue to hate me. Perhaps I want my sister to finally know happiness. That could not more clearly be a lie. Yeah. Rebecca says, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me a hundred times, dot, dot, dot. It's probably more than a hundred. Yeah. (laughs) He says, okay, no more fooling or games. I hope you get to live and die as you wish. And she says, so do I. And he says, there is one more thing, Rebecca. Now, Caroline and Tyler, hang up. Beep that right then. Mm -hmm. You know how Klaus works. You let him go on too long. You shouldn't have been on speakerphone. He didn't need to be part of this. I mean, the thing about Klaus, though, is he did nail it by making it seem like he was being emotional. And if anything, you know, emotional family confessions like that's bread and butter for like Caroline and Tyler. Yeah, he did a good job here, but they should. They should have seen it coming. They should have taken this call outside, to be completely honest. What they should have said is like, oh, Rebecca, can you give the phone to Elena? Which she wouldn't have, but they should have tried. Yeah. But anyway, he says this one more thing. There's only one dose of the cure. You need to find it first and take it. That's the only way. (laughs) And it takes that long for Tyler to hang up the call. And then Rebecca says, Nick, I don't know how they thought that information wasn't going to come out. Yeah, that's on them. (laughs) Rookie mistake. Then we go back to the woods with Damon and Vaughn. Damon says, touch me again. And Vaughn says, and what? You'll threaten me? (laughs) Yeah. And then he says, okay, I'm sorry if you're upset about the cure, Damon, but we've got road to cover. Yeah, he's like, I kind of thought this was obvious, to be completely honest. Like, I don't know why you guys all thought there'd be a ton of the cure. Did you think there was an unlimited amount? Be so serious. Yeah, be fucking for real. 
Damon says, oh, I don't care about the cure. I don't know why anyone wouldn't want to be a vampire. If I wasn't a vampire, then I wouldn't be able to do nine of the things I'm going to do to you when I'm free. Uh, Vaughn gives him a little shove and Damon says, make that 10. It's like, what, you're going to push him really hard? Get over yeah, it. Okay. Have you a tantrum, King? And then Damon says, you know, I admit my friends want the cure and I want them to have it. And I get very upset when I can't provide for my loved ones. But tell me something, Vaughn. If all you're worried about is Bonnie, the teenage witch, then why did you save Jeremy and Elena yesterday? And Vaughn says, mm, how'd I do that? <laughs> and Damon says, big guy, white paint all over him, stuck a hatchet in his spine. And Vaughn says, well, I don't remember doing such a thing. And then he tightens Damon's ropes for good measure. And Damon says, we are on a remote island. There's you, me, and a bunch of unpleasant locals. You expect me to believe someone else took out that monster truck of a human being that went after Jeremy and Elena? Yup. And he says, yeah, I'm telling you it wasn't me. He's like, I would admit to killing someone. Yeah, why would I keep that a secret? And also, like, he probably would have saved Jeremy because he knows he would need another hunter around. Like, he he would do that, and he wouldn't be afraid to say that. Yeah. Damon and Vaughn stumble across a dead islander. Maybe Mossack, maybe not. We don't get a good look at his face. I, I think, think it's, it's the guy. No, didn't we see some guy get killed by someone else last time? That's who they're referring to, though. No, because there was a guy. I remember because this guy popped out. Oh, it's who whoever they killed, whoever came after Jeremy and Elena. Right. This is the guy. Yes. Great. So I remember his face kind of looks like Elijah. And I was like, is that fucking Elijah? So not Masik. Masik is he's got his stone. He's got his tombstone. He's out. He's doing good. He's a very rich man. He's living, laughing, loving. He went and immediately sold it. Yeah. And now he owns the island. (laughs) He owns the (laughs) island. He's at his coronation. And they look at the dead body. And Damon says, was that you? Vaughn says, no. You? And Damon says, no. And Vaughn says, okay, well, I reckon there really is someone else on this island. Okay, cool. You guys don't want to worry about that at all? You just They're like, anyway. They're like, okay, well. Moving on. Sucks to be him. <laughs> then we go back to the cave where we check in with Bonnie and Jeremy and Shane. They all look around and Shane says, it is just amazing, isn't it? It's a cave. And he says, once we raise Silas, all of our sacrifices will have been worthwhile. We'll all have what we want. Bonnie says, yeah, or he'll kill us all. It is really so funny. Shane is so good at manipulating people, and he just got manipulated completely by Silas. Silas has a leg up. Yeah. He's a vampire. (laughs) Still. And to be fair, he really got manipulated by his wife. (laughs) Yeah. That's what Silas has (laughs) that uh, Shane doesn't have. If Shane could shapeshift, he'd be slaying. Oh, yeah, that's true. Shane says, you know, you're going to see I'm right. But just so you don't get any ideas, remember that anything happens to me, something a lot worse will happen to you. Jeremy says, "Okay, all right. Where is this magic passage she needs to open? And Shane says, look for anything out of place, anything not occurring in nature, like a drawing or an inscription or he looks at the ground and he says a geometrically perfect circle, which he sees. And he says, this is it. This is the spot. And we go back out to the woods where Elena, Stefan, and Rebecca are hiking. And Elena says, oh, Rebecca, let me ask you a question. What did Caroline say? Rebecca says, oh, I don't know. Uh, we lost the signal. Elena says, really? I have AT&T. I usually <laughs> don't drop signal. Elena's like, I, you know, it's actually really rare for phone calls to drop because I have AT&T. I know you're probably more used to it on Verizon, but <laughs> AT&T has kind of solved that problem. Rebecca says, this way. And they come to a ravine. And she says, we need to get down and across. Advantage vampires, all we have to do is jump. You got to give it to vampirism because Shane has like almost a full day head start and they catch up to him in about 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks. 
Elena says to Rebecca, well, maybe you should leave the map behind. In case you fall, you don't want anything to happen to the phone. And Rebecca's like, why would I fall? Rebecca says, are we really doing this again? I thought we were a team. And Stefan says, okay, you know what? We don't have time for this from either one of you. Elena, how about you go first? We'll be right behind you. And this is a good deal because Elena knows she can trust Stefan. Yeah. So it makes sense to break up the jumps of Elena and Rebecca. Yeah, and it makes sense to not send Rebecca first because you don't want her to get too far of a head start. But it does make sense for one of them to go first so Rebecca feels included. Like, Stefan is doing this right. And Stefan trusts that Elena is not going to go ahead of them. Yeah. So Elena jumps and lands. And Stefan starts to go. But Rebecca stops him and says, there's something you should know about the cure. She's a real one for this. Yeah, she didn't need to tell him this. And I honestly think she probably shouldn't have. I think she was kind of testing him a little bit. Yeah. She could see the writing on the wall that he was back team Elena immediately, which girl, he never left team Elena. So that's a whole nother thing. But I think she was like, well, maybe he'll be like, let's go get it for you. I think she was just trying to hurt herself at this point. Yeah. So we go back to the cave where Bonnie is preparing to do her spell. She does this by touching Jeremy's bare chest. Mm hmm. (laughs) Yeah, she didn't need to do it. That she just pretended. Yeah, she said, oh, I think I need your shirt off for this. (laughs) And meanwhile, the peanut gallery, a.k.a. Shane, says, oh, my God, you're doing it. Just breathe. Focus on what you can do. He's like, just focus. Well, I would focus if you would shut the fuck up. Yeah. (laughs) He says, focus on what you can do and don't be afraid of what you can't. Okay, chicken soup for the soul. (laughs) Jeremy says, hey, you can do this. Just like you taught me, you're in control. And she's like, can both of you stop? She's like, I don't really need like the motivational speaking, okay? Like I'm more powerful than both of you. I'm quite aware I can do this. I just need like a minute to focus. Like I would like some quiet, please. And Shane said, that's it. It's just like drawing breath. Pull the power into you. And then Bonnie breathes and the spell starts to happen. And we know the spell is starting to happen because Jeremy's mark starts disappearing. Yeah, I was nervous when he said pull the breath. And I was like, she's going to kill Jeremy right here. And then she did. And I was like, phew, Jeremy's safe. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> then we check in with Vaughn in the woods still. And he notices his mark is disappearing. And he says, looks like your witch is casting her spell. And then we go back over to the cave. It starts to shake. Rocks are falling. Shane is looking for a place to shelter. It won't do him any good. Yeah, Shane starts running away immediately. Okay, little bitch. Yeah. Then we go outside the cave where Elena is waiting for Stefan and Rebecca. She can see them up on the cliff, but they're clearly having a conversation. So she's a little worried. Yeah, she's like, it doesn't take that long to jump. What are you two talking about? So then we check in with Stefan and Rebecca and Stefan says, so you're sure Klaus is telling the truth? There's only one dose. And then he goes, I guess that's what happens when you're dumb enough to hold out hope. Yup. (laughs) That's what happens when you don't think critically. Why? Everything you know about the story of Silas, why would there be more than one dose? It was for Silas. It was for Silas. Why would she make like 20 of them? It's pretty easy logic to follow. Yeah. Rebecca says, okay, well, here's the thing. There's still hope for one of us. But even if I felt pity for you, if I wanted to ease your pain, so I gave you the cure to take for yourself, you'd give it to Elena, wouldn't you? He doesn't answer. He just looks away. You know, it's fair to not answer. It's fair to not lie, because let's be honest, the lie would not have been convincing. Yeah. She knows the answer. She's asking this, but she knows the answer. Yeah. And so Rebecca says, that's what I thought. Well, I'm sorry it couldn't work out the way we all wanted it to. Now, Stefan, jump. Yeah, now, Stefan, it's time to go. But he doesn't. Uh, Instead, she snaps Stefan's neck and Elena sees it. Yeah, Elena's like, um, what the fuck? That wasn't part of the plan. She said, "Okay, so something crazy happened up there. 
Then we go back down to the cave. The rocks have fallen. Bonnie's spell is done. They've all like kind of fallen probably through that circle, I think we can assume or something. Yeah. And Jeremy gets up. He calls for Bonnie. And Bonnie says, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm here. And then she says, look, it worked. Jeremy says, you did it. And she says, we did it. No, mm, Bonnie, Bonnie, did it. Bonnie, it was pretty much you solo queen. Yeah, Jeremy, you just kind of stood there looking very cute to me. And then from off in the distance, we hear, oh, it's Shane groaning. <laughs> he says, can someone give me a hand? My leg's broken. And Bonnie says, best to stay off it then. If you don't like the way I talk, then why am I on your mind? Now I don't know what he thought was going to fucking happen. Yeah, kind of when you double cross people as often as you do. And he kind of, I think, revealed the massacre part of his plan a little too early to Bonnie. He hasn't really won her over back from that. Yeah. And the thing is, I know that rocks were falling, right? He started running out. That's where the rocks are falling. They're not going to fall into the hole that's like protected by like magic, whatever. If anything, you should say with Bonnie, because if this place is created by Ketsia, Bonnie's probably the safest place to be. So that was his dumbassery that mm. led to his leg being broken. Panic. Jeremy and Bonnie start to go deeper into the cave and Shane says, Bonnie, wait, help me. Come on. <laughs> but they walk like, away. Wait, no, this isn't how this was supposed to go. He said, wait, I'm the ringleader of this. All I did was organize a couple mass murders and then take advantage of you and then kidnap you both and bring you down here. And you're not going to help me. And now I'm the bad guy. Yeah. Then we go back up to the top of the well. Damon and Vaughn have arrived. And Damon says, well, here we are. Looks like someone beat us to the punch. And Vaughn says, well, that is a shame, Damon. I have no use for you anymore. I do hate to kill you. And Damon says, ditto. You know, pesky hunters, curse and all. Mm-hmm. And then he says, well, how do you want to do this? And Vaughn says, I'll make it quick and painless. And Damon says, ha ha ha. I wish I could make the same promise. And he breaks out of the ropes. They circle the well. They're kind of like looking at each other. And Damon says, I'm going to kill you and get to that cure. And I'm going to give it to the girl I love. And Vaughn says, "Okay, your attachment to your friends will be the end of you. Yeah, Vaughn's like, that's a super stupid plan. (laughs) Vaughn says, I don't know how many times I can explain it to you. Silas needs to have the cure. Yeah, you should give it to him. Like, I know that's what I want. And you think of me as an enemy, but trust me, I'm right here. Yeah. And Damon says, you don't know my friends because he hears someone enter. And it would be so slay for that line if it were Stefan or Elena. Uh, but, no, but no, it's Rebecca. So he has to alter. He says, or my enemies. I love Rebecca looks in and her eyes get kind of wide like, oh, shit. Should I have waited outside for like she said, who the hell are you? Yeah. <laughs> I thought I knew everyone on this island. She said, who's that fucking guy? And are you single? Because you look a little bit like Matt. <laughs> you look like Yossified Matt. Yeah, you look like a sexy Matt and with an accent. Yeah. Then we go to the top of the cliff. Stefan is recovering from having his neck snapped. He's drinking from a blood bag and Elena's sitting with him. And clearly they've caught up. And Elena says, there's only one cure. And then she says, I can't take it. I mean, not above everyone else who deserves it just as much as I do. It's over. And Stefan says, I'm sorry. Because he's like, yeah, you really shouldn't take it, queen. I mean, I'm kind of shocked that she got there or that Stefan got there because I thought they'd be like, well, there's only one person and Elena wants it the most. I kind of thought they'd end up trying to give it to Elena anyway. Mm-hmm. So growth by her. Yeah. Elena says, don't be sorry. You know, maybe it's a blessing in disguise. And he says, how so? And she says, you know, things changed the minute I went off that bridge. Even if I could be human again, I wouldn't be the person that I was. So it's about time I accept the person I am now and figure out a way to start living the rest of my life. Now, 
bitch, I was saying this in season four, episode one. Yeah. But I'm glad she got there. It took her long enough. I mean, and now she got to this island that may end very badly for her. So she definitely should have gotten here earlier. Yeah. Stefan says, the rest of your life, sired to Damon. And she says, I don't really care about that. Uh, Just kidding. Yeah, she's like, well, I don't really believe in that. I've made that clear. She says, oh, I don't care if I'm sired to the love of my life. Thank you. Um, She says, I guess we'll have to deal with that when I get home. And then that triggers a realization for her. She says, oh, my God, home, Klaus, Bonnie's spell won't hold him. And Stefan says, and after what we did to Cole, if we don't ram that cure down his throat, he'll kill us all. And she says, "Okay, pity party over. We have to go. Slay of Elena to cut a pity party short. Not like her. Elena's like, "Okay, no, I'm done. Uh, We have a place to put it. Let's go. (laughs) Then we go over to the Gilbert house. Tyler and Caroline are on the porch debriefing about, you know, that revelation. And Tyler says, every time I think I have him, that son of a bitch gets the upper hand. And Caroline says, hey, we won't let him hurt you. Stefan and Elena will bring back the cure. And Tyler says, if they get to it first, and if they don't, Klaus kills me. So I need to get out of town and figure out how I'm going to stay alive. And that's fair, because Tyler has to see that Klaus is winning this every time. The writing's on the wall for Mr. Tyler. Caroline says, hang on, before you get all doomsday, just at least let me try to talk to him. And Tyler says he has nothing to lose, Caroline. His brother's dead. His hybrids are gone. All he wants is blood, starting with mine. Which, yeah, good read on the situation, King. But also, like, can't hurt Caroline to try. Yeah. And Caroline says, I'm not going to say goodbye to you again. Do you understand me? Let me fix this. Then we go back to the well. Vaughn is still circling around with Damon and Rebecca. He points his gun at both of them. And Damon says, are we going to dance or are we going to play? Rebecca says, you know, he can't hurt me, Damon, not unless he's got the white oak steak. And Vaughn says, yeah, he doesn't. But he's got other toys and he shoots Rebecca. And it's not immediately clear with what at first. But she goes to attack and then she sees that in her stomach, there's like a ball of steaks. Mm -hmm. And you can see he's got like a pin from a grenade. And then we see the thing in Rebecca's stomach explode and it shoots all the steaks like throughout her stomach. Yeah. Ouchie. They love their little explosives, the five. Oh, yeah. The five love their fancy little tools. They love how many steaks can I get in one go? Yeah. A plain steak. That's too boring for them. They want style. They're like, I want at least seven steaks at once. Mm -hmm. Anything under that, that's bitch behavior. Yeah. At least five because the five. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's a better number pick. So then Rebecca falls down. Damon very quickly runs over to Vaughn and they tussle a little bit. But Vaughn tosses a thing that I can best describe as like a Norwegian golf thing. It's like two balls with a wire. Yeah. And he throws it and it like wraps Damon's neck around a pole. And it's definitely got a vein in it because it's burning and we can hear it hiss. Yeah, it looks kind of like a garrot with two like weights on the end that then twist. I've never heard the word garrot before, but it's like a wire that you use to kill someone. Cool. It's very similar to like a guitar string for people who don't know what a grot is. Or like the thing they use in pottery. Yes, to cut the clay. Nice. Before Vaughn can kill Damon, Stefan says, Damon, and Vaughn decides like, I'm not dealing with two vampires. I'm just going to jump down the well. And he jumps down it super quick and hot and sexy. And I love him. Yeah, he does not look like Shane going down. He gets right down in there. Yeah. Stefan comes in and then Stefan and Elena attempt to help Damon. But Damon's like, you know, you guys are wasting time. You have to go get the cure. And Elena says, we're not going to leave you. And Stefan says, no, we aren't. And then he turns to Elena and says, but you do need to go ahead. Uh, We'll be right behind you. Go. And she hesitates, but she does indeed go down the well. Yeah. 
Because someone's got to get moving. People are ahead of you at this point. Then we go deeper into the caves and we catch up with Bonnie and Jeremy. And Bonnie says, look at us, a newbie hunter and a witch who needs adult supervision. How are we the ones that made it this far? Well, you were kidnapped and brought a big chunk of the way. Yeah. And you're going to regret that you made it this far. That's not going to be happy news for very long. Yeah, maybe slow down the walking a little bit. <laughs> yeah, Maybe wait for a couple other people. Jeremy says, I'm glad we're here together. And she says, me too, because they're clearly trying to push Bonnie and Jeremy back down our throats. Yeah. Even as a Jeremy stan, I'm not into it. He says, where is here exactly? And Bonnie says, this way. And he says, how do you know? And she says, I just know. And she looks up and there's Sheila, her grams. And it's like, I'm so fucking sure, Sheila. I know. And she says, hello, Bonnie. And Bonnie says, hi, grams. And Jeremy can't see her. So Jeremy knows something is up immediately. Bonnie asks Grams, like, oh, what are you doing here? And Grams says, this place allows the living to talk to the dead. Now, Bonnie should be asking more questions. But the thing about Silas is he is getting in her head. So I did have a second here. I will be honest that I was like, fuck, is that actually Sheila? Like, was I wrong? But it became clear pretty quick. (laughs) Yeah. Jeremy says, hey, Bonnie, what's going on? And Bonnie says, I'm so sorry about what happened. And I mean, this is kind of it actually doesn't really affect Silas that much. Mm-hmm. But this is kind of Silas's thing he could work on is more delicately bringing up his own name because she says, you're this close to bring me back for good. And Bonnie says, how? And Graham says, well, Silas can do it. As soon as she said that, I was like, in no fucking world is Sheila on Silas's side of this. There is absolutely no way. Like, And I get for Silas that Grams is probably the best choice he has to manipulate yes. Bonnie right now. I think this was the right call. And I think if Bonnie had been alone, he might have gotten away with this. Yeah. And I think maybe this is where Silas decided that Jeremy kid, I'm going to kill him. Yeah. He said, pass on him. He got right through that. Graham says all we have to do is reach him and feed him. Everything will go back to the way it was. And Graham starts leading her. And this is when she says, feed him. I'm like, feed him what, Bonnie? Who do you have with you right now? But Jeremy sees what's happening because he sees Bonnie start to move. So he drops his flashlight. He runs. He says, Bonnie, stop. And he turns Bonnie towards him and he says, you're not seeing your grams because if she were here, I'd be able to see her and I can't. Yeah. Quick thinking by him. He says, it's not her ghost. It's a hallucination. What you're seeing isn't real. It's me. Your grams isn't here. I'm here. I'm real. And then grams disappears and we hear like a whoosh sound. And Bonnie seems to come to and she says, what happened? Jeremy says, Silas. He was in your head trying to control you. She says, oh, my God. And Shane, the visions of his wife. That's how Silas controls him. So good guess, Stephanie. You nailed that one. Yeah, there was no way that was Caitlin. Silas wouldn't have tricked you. And yeah, this is when Silas said, I'm done with you, mister. Silas said, this dude sucks. He said, you really blew up my spot. I should have broken your leg. He said, I wish you had been dead. I could have used your fucking hallucination. (laughs) Should have sped that one up. Yeah. Jeremy says, you need to block him out of your mind. Close your eyes. Listen to my voice and only my voice. I'm going to get us there. And he leads her. Never mind the fact that he has no idea where he's going. But neither of them do. And it's a cave. You might as well keep walking. Yeah. And then we go back over to the Gilbert house. Caroline goes inside and Klaus is sitting in the living room. And Caroline says, hey, uh, so you can't kill Tyler. And Klaus says, not only can I, I have to. I have a reputation to uphold. And moreover, I want to. Yeah, he's like, and most importantly... I would really like to. It would be fun for me. And Caroline says, look, I'm not asking you to forgive him. 
All I'm asking is that you let him live somewhere far from here. And Klaus says, oh, so he gets to live a happy life after he turned all my hybrids against me. I think you kind of helped turn the hybrids against you. He just kind of was like, hey, doesn't that Klaus guy suck? Yeah. And Klaus, you did kill his mom. I think you got him. Yeah. Well, Klaus says, and after he tried to kill me and number one, Klaus, you tried to kill him and you did kill his mother. And he didn't get like that close to killing you. So yeah, kind of like whatever. And then Klaus says, after he made it his life's mission to find the cure so he could use it against me. Also a bad read because Tyler's been like very hands off in all the cure stuff. Yeah, that's not a concern. I mean, yeah, other people want to use it on you because you were going to kill everybody yourself. I don't think Tyler ever thought he was going to get a say. Yeah, I don't think Tyler thought he'd get to the cure. And I don't think Klaus should have thought he was going to either, you know. Mm -hmm. So all of Klaus's logic for why he's mad at Tyler really doesn't hold a lot of water. He just wants to kill Tyler. Yeah. These are afterthoughts, really. Mm -hmm. The main thing is wanting to kill him. And Caroline says, we all want the cure. And Klaus says, do we? Do you? And she says, well, it doesn't matter. There's only one. So it's not like I'm going to get it anyway. And he says, yeah, but if you could, you wouldn't, would you? You prefer who you are now to the girl you once were. You like being strong, ageless, fearless. And you can tell by her face. She's like, I actually do. She's like, well, I mean, look at me, slay it. And then he gets close to her and he says, we're the same, Caroline. And then she, you got to give this to Caroline. She finds a way to spin this little move right in her favor. Mm -hmm. She says, oh, we're the same. Then show me. You know how much I love Tyler. You can see how scared I am to lose him. If you and I are so similar, show me your compassion. She got him there. Show him the mercy that I would show you. And you can see Klaus be like, oh, that's a good point. Yeah, Klaus is like, fuck. She kind of did get me there. He's like, fuck, she is slay. And he says, mercy for Tyler. Very well. Tell him to leave town immediately and tell him to run and hide in a place I will never find him. She says, oh, my God, yes, of course, great deal. And he says, tell him that this is the mercy I extend for your sake, that I will give him a head start before I kill him. This is kind of the best deal she could have hoped for. So she's looking shook and it's like, girly, what did you think he was going to do? You've talked your way out of too much lately. Yeah, I think she kind of thought she had gotten away with it. And then he was like, before I kill him, she was like, okay, well, it's unfortunate, but. Mm -hmm. is what it is. I I really thought I was going to get you there. (laughs) Then we go back to the well. Stefan has just gotten Damon freed from the little wire thing. And Stefan says, all right, come on, we have to catch up. And Taman says, I just need a minute. I'm only going to slow you down. Go. She only needs one of us. Drink some blood and suck it up. And Stefan says, oh, and what? You don't care to be that one anymore? You finally decided it was just easier to walk away? It's like, now's not really the time for this personal stuff, but also kind of slang. Damon says, there's only one dose of the cure. She wants to take it. You want her to. I don't. Just do what makes her happy, Stefan. Because Damon knows if he gets down there, he might not be able to let her do it. Well, he could let her do it. I think he's worried he won't. Yeah, I think that's true. I think he's being selfless. I think what would be more selfless is just to go down and help. And then how much help do they really need at this point? Well, at this point, if they had caught up to Elena, maybe just maybe Catherine wouldn't have caught up to. Elena. Well, then why didn't Stefan hurry up down there instead of hanging out with Damon? Well, maybe because Damon spent all this time being like, oh, no, it's like he's talking his ear off. He could have just gone down before unwrapping the wire. But then Damon's trapped, and if the hunter gets back up, he kills him. He's not like trapped, trapped. He is Just trapped, get the wires trapped. off his hands and let him figure out the net and get moving. He didn't even have any wires on his hands. Okay, then what? Then why couldn't he just get them off his neck himself? Let him wallow in it a little bit, get it off. He's being helpful to his brother. Excuse Stefan for being selfless. 
Stefan says, you know, things have changed. It's not that easy anymore. And Damon says, like, it is right now. Get your ass down the well. Help Elena get the damn thing. Go. And Stefan does go. Well, Damon wallows. Then we go down to the caves. Elena is running uh, human speed. Weird. Yeah, come on, girl. Pick it up. She hears, like, rocks rumbling. And she says, Stefan, hello? Elena turns around and looks. And she sees someone, but we don't see who. She says, not you. <laughs> It's like not you being in this fucking cave. She basically just says no. <laughs> and you can tell by her reaction pretty immediately that it is Catherine. We don't get it confirmed, but it's like, that's a pretty easy guess from that reaction. Yeah. It's like, okay, this here, here she comes. Then Elena gets tackled. We go over to the Gilbert house porch. Caroline is sitting with Tyler on the porch swing. It's a very epic forward goodbye scene. But I'm kind of over forward at this point. Yeah, like I'm sad for Caroline, but I'm like, okay, do we really need a whole scene of this? Like Tyler can just go. It's okay. Caroline says, how many times are we going to have to say goodbye? And Tyler says, you know, at least this time we have a minute to do it the right way. She cries. She says there isn't a right way. And he says, hey, this isn't goodbye. This is until we find a way. We're immortal. Remember, we will find a way. And Caroline says, well, what if we don't? You know, tell me that you'll never think of me, forget about me, and that you're going to go on and live a full and happy life without me. And he says, you know, I will live a happy life without you. I will forget all about you, and I will never, ever think about you again. And I know it's, like, sweet because he's telling her what she wants to hear, but I don't know. I don't, I don't quite track the sweetness here. Yeah, I wish she had been like, no, you'll live a happy life without me or whatever the fuck. I feel like that would have been a better Because she's, like, sobbing, and he's just sitting there like, well... It's sad, isn't it? And it's like, can you cry, please? He kisses her. They kiss, blah, blah, blah. They're playing actually a really sweet song. It is a cute scene. I just really, uh, I couldn't be paid to give a fuck about this couple anymore. <laughs> I'm over, I'm a little over it. Yeah, it's like, I, I'm sad for Caroline because she's so sad. But I'm like, oh, fucking finally, Klaus can get in there. <laughs> I am itching for a Caroline kiss. The itch is getting a little unbearable if I'm being completely honest, because I like Tyler. I think Tyler's very cute. And I'm sitting here like, get this man off my screen. I know. I'm like, get the fuck out of town. How much longer do you think you're going to have to wait for a Claroline kiss? This is episode 14. Episode 19. I, I was we'll going to say 17, but I think 19. I guess we'll see. If it's I next guess. episode, I'll be so happy. I won't even care. I'm wrong. I guess we'll see. She says okay until we find a way he kisses her forehead she cries he gets up and leaves boohoo um, <laughs> bye, bye. No, the door hit you on the way out <laughs> just kidding we do love tyler but i've had it but it's it's his time to go we go back down into the caves stefan comes in and there's shane groaning more shane has to know that this is super unlikely that it's gonna work out but he's gotta try it he says hey any chance you could spare some vampire blood? And Stefan says, where are Bonnie and Jeremy? <laughs> Stefan at least is nice enough to not laugh in his fucking face. Shane says, I don't know where Bonnie and Jeremy are. And Stefan says, stop lying. And Shane says, I'm not. But if you help me, I'll take you the rest of the way, I promise. And Stefan says, hey, did you know this whole time there was only one cure? And Shane says, what? No, how could I? I've never seen it. Which I do buy because it is like, why would he care how many cures there are? He wasn't in it for the cure. Yeah, I don't think he would have asked. He just did that to loop you guys in. Yeah, he just knew you guys would be interested. So he mentioned it and he didn't do any research on it. Why would he? Yeah. 
And then he says to Stefan, you know, everything I ever said and did was just to bring back my family, I swear. And Stefan says, awesome. So then you know what it feels like to have hope. Now you know what it feels like to lose it. And he walks away. If you don't like the way I talk, then why am I on your mind? And Shane's like, uh. Shane is left there alone. But who appears but his wife, Caitlin, who at this point, uh, it's pretty clear to all of us, that's Silas. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty obvious last time. And now it's like confirmed. So now it's like this poor fucking loser. Yeah, he really I mean, the thing about Shane is that he's been kind of the mastermind of this whole operation. But as we go deeper into it, it's becoming clear that he's just grieving like everyone else. He's just like kind of lucked into everything he's gotten so far. Yeah. Just hoping that Silas would make it worthwhile for him. Yeah, just trusting that his wife got this information from Silas and is like supported by this all powerful person. And it's like, boy. That is Silas. That's not your fucking wife. <laughs> She's on the other side watching it like, Shane, no. She says, Shane, come on. Shane, I'm begging you. Like, Shane, you saw me die for this. Like, get a hobby. She's sitting with Sheila on the other side. And she's like, I'm so sorry that he's doing this to Bonnie. She's like, I don't know why he believes this. She's like, Sheila, I really need to apologize for him. It's so embarrassing. Like, Sheila, I promise when I met him, he was like really sweet and caring. she's like Sheila help why did I do this so Caitlin appears and Shane says I'm so sorry I failed you and she says no you didn't and he says I'm sorry I tried and she says shh you did everything I asked you to everything is going to be just fine so Silas said you know what king you're kinging king (laughs) Silas said you know what if I can get up maybe I'll help you out Silas said, you know, I've seen some of the other people in the cave and I'm not a fan of them, but you, King, you're kinging. He's like, you know, the other, that little witch bitch, I was her fucking grandma and she didn't fall for it. You believed I'm your wife this whole goddamn time. Oh my God, you're amazing. You're just what I needed. That bitch, dead to me. Then we go into the crypt. We finally made it to the crypt where Silas is hanging out. Jeremy and Bonnie, of course, get there first. There's like a spooky body type figure on the coffin. It's got the metal mask. It's got the branches like it's, you know, it's it's in there. Mm-hmm. And we can assume based on, you know, everything we know that that's Silas. Mm-hmm. Jeremy and Bonnie check it out and they see that he's holding a box, a little small box. And Jeremy says, this is it. That's the cure. How's that supposed to cure every vampire in the world? <laughs> this is the funniest reaction because... The way he delivers this line is insane. Yes. But also it's like, Jeremy, do the math. <laughs> and, yeah. And Bonnie says, I don't think it is, Jeremy. Bonnie's like, oh, I just realized something. <laughs> he tries to pull it out from Silas's hands, but it's stuck. And he says, oh, Bonnie, can you help me? They try to pull it. And Bonnie's like, oh, my God, it's like fossilized in place. It's like trying to bend stone. And then she says, oh, my God. And he says, what? Bonnie says he's been frozen like a vampire statue for 2000 years. There's only one way we're going to get the statue to unfreeze. And Jeremy says, how's that? And Bonnie says, we have to feed him our blood. If we want to get this cure out of his hands, we have to wake him up. Well, let's, you know, step one, take a saw to the hands. Yeah, they should have. I mean, if anything, they should just walk up and go get Shane's backpack and walk back down. He must have tools. He's probably got a hatchet. You can either cut his hands or 
cut open the box. And if you destroy the cure, you destroy the cure. There's only one. Not everyone's going to get it anyway. Yeah. So a saw to the box would have been smart. But you got to give it to Silas. It was smart of him to really lock that in. So no one can get the cure without waking him. Yeah, he's like, if I'm going to desiccate, I'm going to hold this all the way in me. Yeah. Like I'm I'm gripping. <laughs> he said over my dead body. <laughs> yeah, li- and literally. <laughs> so then we go back to the top of the well where Damon remains moping. But while he mopes, he also pulls the stakes out of Rebecca. Very nice. Being useful. She wakes up. She's also weak. And she says, hey, you're alive. Why didn't you go with them? And he says, I needed a siesta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Rebecca's like, look, I clearly already am not the one getting the cure. Like, that, I've lost it at this point. <laughs> but why are you up here? <laughs> and she says, oh, so you gave up. And he says, I didn't. I just realized you can't control everything, no matter how hard you try. Let's just say I made peace with that fact. Mm, I doubt that. <laughs> You're not known for peace. Yeah. Rebecca gets up and says, peace? You love Elena. You always will. She becomes human. She may not feel the same way about you. You'll never know peace. And he says, yeah, well, life sucks. Get a helmet. I love that because it's not the phrase. I know. Like, it sucks. Get a helmet. Those aren't related. He's just being silly goofy. He's being silly goofy. And Rebecca's like, and I would way rather you be in love with Elena because I think I might have something with Stefan again. Yeah. I've been pushing that. She always liked Stefan more than Damon. Most people do. People without taste. Elena so far is the only person to actually choose Damon over Stefan. Yeah. Except me. But I choose Klaus over Damon, so unfortunately he still loses. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Rebecca says, you did something selfless, Damon. If I didn't know better, I'd say you're becoming a halfway decent person. Back on my soapbox. He always does selfless things. And it's extra selfless because nobody else knows about him. Here's my thing. I don't think this is selfless. He's going to sit up here and mope because he doesn't want Elena to take the cure. Go help. It's better than stopping her from taking the cure. Yeah, but it's worse than helping. <laughs> no. I don't think so, because I also think he knows that Stefan and Elena need to do this together in a way. I think you're giving him a lot of credit. I just think he's kind of being a little bitch baby. He's definitely being a little mopey, but I think I would rather him be mopey up here than be mopey dragging his feet to the cure. That's a good point. I think it would be mature of him as, you know, a 100 like something year old person to suck it up a little bit. Yeah, well. But I guess nobody's perfect. Stefan didn't suck it up the past couple weeks. It's Damon's turn. Yeah, well, that's not as important. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Stefan missed out on what exactly? I'm just saying different standards. Sure. Some higher than others. Then we go back down to the crypt. Jeremy kicks Silas's body. Bonnie says there's got to be a way to do this without raising him. Yeah, where's that extra hunter strength, Jer? I know. Jeremy is punching the body. And Bonnie says, we'll find a way. And then she groans. And it's not immediately clear why, but then it does become clear. Vaughn is here and he stabs Bonnie and she falls to the ground. And Vaughn says, hey, don't listen to the witch boy. We have to raise Silas and we have to do it now. And you know what? Say what you will about Vaughn. He's organized. He's on a schedule. He's got urgency. He's getting right to the point. He needed the witch to open the passage. He does not need the witch anymore. So he's like one less person to slow me down here. And if he's been spying, honestly, he sh- maybe shouldn't have stabbed Bonnie. But Bonnie probably would have done worse to him if he didn't stab her. So actually, that's kind of the right call. Yeah. Like, ideally, he wouldn't hurt Bonnie, but he doesn't really care about that. Yeah. Jeremy says, Bonnie, and he goes to check on her. Vaughn takes a knife out, and Jeremy asks what he's doing. And Vaughn says, well, what you should have done already, I'm going to raise Silas. And he cuts his own hand and feeds Silas some blood. And then he says, and then I'm going to kill him. And Jeremy 
starts fighting Vaughn. Now, Jeremy, Vaughn already fed him blood. So the thing is, is like the plan's already in motion. And I know you want to give the cure to your sister, but you have to see that what Vaughn is offering is not a bad deal. Vaughn's not trying to kill anyone else right now. I mean, granted, if they let him do this with Silas, he might kill some of the other vampires, but it just feels like you're making this more trouble than it's worth. Yeah, it just feels like, look, there's clearly not enough cure for everyone. And I know you want to do this for Elena, but do you really want to wake this guy either? So Mm -hmm. Vaughn grabs Jeremy by the neck and says, you're a bit confused. We're on the same team here. Yeah, Vaughn's like, what is up with you? We're You're one of the five. Come on, get with it. And then Jeremy grabs Vaughn and says, you stabbed my friend. And Vaughn's like, yeah, I did. What What do you want me to do about that now? I Vaughn mean- says, well, that's over. It's done. Move on. <laughs> Vaughn body slams Jeremy and then says, I don't mess around with witches. And Jeremy says, you can't use the cure on Silas. And Vaughn says, oh, my God, that's what it's meant for. He's like, that's literally why it was created. Vaughn cannot comprehend why they wouldn't be using it for what it was created for. And even like, he's like, look, I hate vampires, but why don't you just kill them? Like, why do you all need to be cured so bad? They keep fighting a little bit, but then Vaughn like cracks Jeremy's arm a little bit and prevails over the fight, tosses Jeremy to the ground. Um, And Vaughn says, what else would you use it for? And then he realizes, because he's been talking to Damon all day, he's like, you're friends. Jeremy groans and Vaughn says, your sister. Sorry, lad. Wasn't meant for that. Nothing personal. Um, And he looks about to knock Jeremy out. Then what appears at first to be Elena comes in and goes to bite Vaughn. And Jeremy says, don't the hunter's curse. And Catherine's probably like, hell yeah. <laughs> she tosses Vaughn to the side and she helps Jeremy up. And she says, you OK? Then we go over to the Gilbert house. Klaus joins Caroline on the porch. And Caroline says, hey, how'd you get out? And she's like, oh, hi. She's like, did Tyler get away fast enough? Klaus says, I fear something awful has befallen your friend Bonnie. I was like, how does he know this? Then I I was like, oh, because he got out of the room. Yeah, she was weakened. The spell got weakened, etc. But then he says, don't worry, love. You know I'd never hurt you. Klaus is like ready to confess his love to Caroline right here, but he doesn't get to it because Caroline's clearly combative. But he knows they're on the kissing porch. Yeah, he knows they're on the kissing porch and he he knows they like Caroline and Tyler broke up. But he's like, okay, I guess you don't want to kiss the day that you broke up. That's well, they fine. didn't really break up. Yeah. But it was, you know, it was inconclusive. It was enough of a breakup, I think, for Klaus yeah. to get his hopes up. He was ready to move in. Caroline says, Oh, you've done enough. And Klaus says, I've done more than enough. I've shown yeah. kindness, forgiveness, pity because of you, Caroline. It was all for you and he like looks at her he's trying to send vibes she's not sending the vibes back she's very closed off to the vibes at this point yeah the vibes are bouncing right back at him and he can sense the vibes are bouncing back so he like almost starts to cry but he does leave he's like okay heard (laughs) not today he's like okay we got we got the groundwork going i'll keep this moving he's like i won't go chase down tyler today i was hoping to leave with a kiss today but i can be patient let me go back to the cave Stefan walks in a little bit further and he sees a bunch of blood on the walls, which of course raises his alarm bells. And then he spots Elena with a head wound sitting on the ground groaning. And we see her jacket and her scarf is gone, which explains why someone else had him. Yeah. Stefan asks what happened. And Elena says, she's here. And Stefan says, who? And it's Catherine. We know that because we go back to the crypt and we see what we think is Elena. Obviously, we know Elena's with Stefan. So we're like, oh, that that is Catherine. Yeah. Jeremy tells Bonnie, like, 
hey, Bonnie, Elena's here now. Everything's going to be all right. Famous last words. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I know they have no reason to think it's Catherine at this point, but it's just sad. (laughs) It is sad. Yeah, they. I mean, they have no reason. She's wearing the same outfit. Like, she just saved it. They hadn't thought about Catherine recently. Like, they couldn't have come to this on their own. Bonnie says, we did it. And Catherine says to Jeremy, hey, we got to get you up. And Jeremy says, you have to help Bonnie. The hunter stabbed her. You have to feed her. And she says, okay, I just need to make sure you're okay first. And on one level, I'm like, Catherine, it would behoove you to keep your cover and just heal Bonnie. But on another hand, people are going to come. Yeah, Catherine knows that she only has a couple minutes. She has to move fast. And she doesn't really need them to think she's Elena this whole time. Yeah, she just needed it so they didn't immediately stop her. But like Bonnie's down. She can get through this pretty quick. And Bonnie's who she's more worried about than Jeremy, if we're being completely honest. Yeah, definitely. She says, I just want to make sure you're okay. And Jeremy says, I'm fine. What are you doing? And she says, the cure, Jeremy, after everything we've been through, it's right there. And he says, it'll be there after we help Bonnie. And Catherine's like, okay, I've had enough. That's too much. No, I've done it for 15 seconds. It's over now. It's time to move on. It is physically painful for me to pretend to be this bitch. Yeah. Uh, So she says, God, I forgot what a brat you are. And he says, what? (laughs) He's like, Elena, what the fuck? She says, I'm done playing nice. And then she fights. She grabs him. She grabs his arm and she like cuts it, I think. And Mm -hmm. she puts it to Silas's mouth. And he says, oh, Catherine. (laughs) He's like, "Okay, I got there eventually. He says, I figured it out. And she says, it has been too long, little Gilbert. And then Silas starts to like stir a bit. And Catherine says, sorry, the family reunion is going to have to be cut short. She lifts Jeremy off Silas, bites Jeremy's neck, and then feeds Jeremy's neck to Silas also. Yeah, so it's looking rough for him. Things aren't looking good already, but he seems like not, you know, like weakened yet. And I was like, you know, someone could come in and come pull him off. So then Silas moves his arm to grab Jeremy because he's drinking the blood. Mm -hmm. And Catherine grabs the box that the cure is in and makes a break for it. Very slight. Very classic Catherine move. She does not waste her time, which is why you work alone. Yeah. She's like, I don't have to wait for another team member. I'm out. Gotta go. And then Silas snaps Jeremy's neck and he tosses him to the ground. He falls to the ground. He looks quite dead. Mm -hmm. Bonnie sees it. And then we get a very long shot of him looking dead. Yeah. And that's where we end the episode. So first things first, do you think Jeremy is dead? I hate to say it. I do kind of because I don't have reasons why he wouldn't be. Although I have a couple thoughts to bring up that I think could complicate that. If I had to pick yes or no, I think yes. So, okay, I guess a follow up question. Do you think Jeremy is coming back to life? No. Why not? Because, I mean, the ring is out. He's supernatural. So the ring is nothing. He looked pretty dead, although here's what I'll, I'll put out. Uh, does it, well, okay, here's one reason why I think he might not come back. We have a new hunter in the mix now. That makes it difficult for Jeremy. We don't really need two hunters, just plot device Well, we're kind of done with hunters because we only need the hunters to get into the crypt and we're in and their marks disappeared. So at this point, what's a hunter? True, that's a good point. I, I just, I don't feel like it's looking good for Jeremy because I've long felt he's been in trouble and he's been brought back to life many times. Yeah. And I just have a hard time believing it. But here's what I will say. So we have not gotten any confirmation of this, but I think at this point it's pretty safe to assume that the person who saved Jeremy from the Islander was Catherine. I think that's fair to assume. And, and you know, they said in the, the cryptex that they needed the hunter in full bloom and the witch down in the crypt. They basically said that we only knew we needed the hunter to get in. 
But that implies that we actually needed the physical hunter in the crypt. Mm -hmm. Now, we know they had to give Silas blood to wake up. And we know the five came up as a result to stop Silas and stop immortality, essentially, right? Sure. We see Catherine in the tomb get ready to bite Vaughn. So we have two hunters whose blood we can assume she was going to use on Silas. Now, also, they're the two closest to human blood. So that might not be important. But there is this potential that something about the hunter's blood to Silas is important. I'm just throwing that out as something to think about. Okay, just as a general thought. But the other thoughts, too, are like, you know, there's this whole idea that they would come back if they died in Silas's cause. Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty obviously a lie because clearly Silas is the one telling people that. So I just think that's a question. But then there's also this connection to the other side that Jeremy has that could still be important that Jeremy will be around. And we still, you know, have this possibility that there is this thinning of the other side with Silas awake that I have long said could bring Alaric back. So we're not completely stuck without Jeremy. I think there's some possible threads, but I don't think it looks good for him. So you think just Silas being awake is enough to soften the line to the other side? You think that's all they needed? Potentially. Isn't that something that Shane would communicate to them? I think he thought that that would happen because he saw his wife. Yeah, but Silas wasn't awake then, to Shane's knowledge. I think because it's the first ever immortal being... Okay. And him being kind of desiccated and dead and waking up. This is also me grasping at straws of a lurk. Do you think he has some like, like he's somehow tied to the other side? That he's kind of like the anchor of the other side, maybe. That could be. I think he has more power than just classic vampire powers. Okay. Like how we saw the originals being the original vampires. They have some extra things. And he's the original one who kind of stopped that line between life and death, essentially, as being the first immortal being. Sure. But I don't think necessarily him waking up immediately softens the line. I think it's like a power he has. Great. My question, I guess, is you said you think that people dying in service of Silas getting to come back. You think that's a lie because it came from Silas. I think it's just not like it's not like every single person who dies will come back. I think he could potentially bring people back. But I don't think it's safe to assume that like he's going to wake up and immediately be like time to bring Pastor Young back. So what do you think Silas is going to do when he gets up then? Like, what do you think his goals are? Because he appears to have woken up. I think he's going to want to leverage his power. He reads to me as someone who understands how to manipulate people, much like Shane, and has been using ghosts to do that. So I think he can use either live versions or like just because people were only seeing ghosts in this cave doesn't mean it is only because of the cave. It was because Silas was there. So he mm-hmm. could potentially still conjure these hallucinations. You know, we, it's this vampire power of like putting things yeah. in people's minds. So I think he can still use that. And I think his goal, of course, now I'm going the fucking power route again, which has literally never been right. Yeah, I was going to say, is his goal just to like play little pranks? Because it sounds what it sounds like. No. His goal just like make people think their grandma's talking to them. You think no. he's been a dead for 2000 years and wants to wake up just to play little goofs? He just wants to mess with more people. He's had to wait like hundreds of years in between people to mess with. Um, no, he's he heard about Impractical Jokers while he was in the crypt. And he was like, I want to do that, but in like a creepy way. I think it's more that he must have some bigger goal. I would love for you to guess one. It, I would love for me to come up with one. <laughs> <laughs> so we're on the same page here. <laughs> well, he clearly doesn't want to like cure immortality. Why is that clear? 
Well, because he doesn't. Well, he doesn't want to take the cure. Maybe he does want to be the only immortal being. He doesn't want to cure immortality for himself. Yeah. Well, hmm. I, maybe there's a revenge thing against Ketsia for trying to bring him in that he wants to like either flood the other side with people or take a bunch of people out. Then they sure. have no reign over the other side. Something like that. Sure. Like I think there's a revenge part of you know she's the one who locked him up. There may be a fight against witches in general. Or there may be some way that he can, you know, we haven't really gotten to the core of what expression can do, et cetera. Like we've touched on it a little, but we don't really know what this time bomb thing that's been implied is. And it may be that he has some control over expression. Like maybe he's the anchoring point for expression compared to like nature being the anchoring point for classical magic. Sure. His goal is just like, I don't know. To get back at Ketsia, revenge. So, and he's going to somehow do that by messing with the other side, you think? Yes, that's what I have. I, I don't feel particularly confident in it. Yeah. What does he get when he gets revenge on Ketsia? Like, just revenge? Like, then what does he do after that? Just hang out? Then he's immortal. He makes alliances with our team. He becomes, like, the new Klaus. I don't think he'd make alliances with the team. But, like, what's he going to do once, like, he's got revenge on Ketsia, he's immortal, he's got the rest of his life to live out? What's the end game here? That's a super good question. Other than just like, you know, a little prank and a big prank. <laughs> seems like most of it seems like it's pranks. It's revenge. Calling it pranks makes it sound so dumb. <laughs> I'm not saying it sounds smart, but don't make it sound dumb. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> I think he could potentially want to like eradicate immortality across others, but I don't have a good reason for that. Basically, you think he wants to be the only immortal being. Yeah. But again, that's a power thing. And that has, yeah, as I've said, never been right. So. Yeah, I don't want to lead you in any direction or anything. But what's usually the motivator for anyone on this show? Family, grief, love. Oh, his girlfriend. What do you think he's going to do with his girlfriend? Pop that bitch back up. She's not on the other side. She wasn't She wasn't supernatural. Maybe it doesn't need to just be the other side because he's, oh, he can just free he's the first immortal being. He's not necessarily the first supernatural being. So he may have feelers in different afterlives okay or he can just get her body and reanimate her sure forgot about his girlfriend (laughs) i know you sure did Uh, how's he (laughs) gonna reanimate her magic he can't do magic i don't know that we do know that because as we've talked about he was a witch and then he became an immortal being and immortal beings the lifeblood is blood so we know then he's a vampire and we know vampires and witches cannot I think since he's the first ever immortal being, we can't necessarily say that for sure. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Like, I just think it wouldn't be shocking if he had some magic ability. I also think he may be able to conjure power from the other side and force witches on the other side to, you know, give him power in his own way. Okay, next question. Catherine's back. She got the cure. Why does Catherine want the cure and how did she get here? Well, she sure as heck isn't taking it. What makes you say that? Because why would she? She's slaying as a vampire. Maybe she wants to have children. Remember, she lost her baby. Yeah, but that was a while ago. So why do you think she wants the cure if not for herself and not for Silas? I think it's for a bargaining chip of sorts. Or to, you know, if she's still feeling the pressure of being chased by Klaus, she could want to use it on Klaus. I don't think Klaus has really been that focused on her anymore. But I think it's like something to use against people. 
what do you think the bargain she's going to attempt to make with it is? If you think it's a bargaining chip, who do you think she's going to first to as her first choice for deal? So I would think Klaus if she's concerned about him, but I don't mm-hmm. know that she is. I think next step is... Mm, I, well, see, I was going to say Stefan. Yeah. Because I do firmly believe that she cares about Stefan. As well established that Stefan's going to give the cure to Elena. Yeah, but she also may want to just give it to Elena and be like, get out of here, you know, move on. I hope you die, bitch. Yeah. But she also knows that Stefan likes Elena more as a human. I mean, because I think she's been watching things. Like, I don't think she's clueless about what's going on. Sure. I'll say that. Um, I think she might also give it to Damon just to fuck with him. I don't think she would do that. Um, I think that, or there might be some other person that she's been working with who has something over her. Or maybe, just maybe, Elijah's been watching this and he's like, this has gone way too far. And somehow looped Catherine in. We haven't seen Elijah in a while. Maybe he's like, you go get the cure. I'm not getting involved in this. Um, but if you get the cure, I'll get you, you know, some freedom from whatever. That would be some good wheeling and dealing by Elijah. Yeah. I don't know that Elijah would want to team up with Catherine. Like, you think Elijah cares if Catherine lives or dies? Well, he was in love with her at one point. That's a good point. So I, I think Catherine knows what's going on. And there's some bargaining chip that something is in this for her. That makes sense. Here's my final question. We now know that one dose of the cure exists. What do you think is going to happen with this one dose, if anything? Like, who do you think is going to take it? Who do you think it's going to end up in? I don't think we're in a situation where someone takes it. Okay. That doesn't mean it doesn't get given to someone. Okay. I think we're in a place where the cure is either destroyed or it's force-fed to someone. Who do you think it would be force-fed to and by who and for what purpose? Force-fed to someone who doesn't want it. Okay, but can you be specific? I, I'm going to. Give me a second. <laughs> Jesus. So I think Silas is one obvious possibility, depending on how much of an issue he gives people. I think Elena's in danger of having it force-fed, even if she does want it also, because she may be in a situation where it's not actually safe for her to not be a vampire. I think Damon is in, at risk for being force-fed too. I think Catherine could do that. Why would Catherine force-feed it to Damon? I don't know. I just, I think, or she'll try to force feed it to someone and Damon will take it to save them. Okay. Like Elena. So who are your top three most likely recipients of the of the cure? Silas, Elena, Damon. Great. I was just curious. Because it's worth noting that Damon is the one who's made it most clear he doesn't want it. Sure. And we also are going down the Damon selflessness track extra hard lately. That's a good point. So I just think he could be in trouble there. Which, I don't know, that seems kind of stupid to give him the cure, because if I'm Damon, I'd be like, okay, just turn me back into a vampire. Now that we have the cure, what episode do you think it will be taken or fed by, like, what episode do you think it will be used by whoever it is used by? We're in episode 14 of 23 this season. And not to say it has to happen this season, but. Well, if it's Damon, episode 23. Okay. If it's someone else in the next three episodes. Gotcha. That brings us to the end of this week's episode. As always, if you are enjoying Vampire Diaries and or Doppelgangers, you can give us five stars rating review on Apple and Spotify podcasts and also share with your friends. And follow us on Instagram at Doppelgangers Podcast. But that's it for this week. Until next week, goodbye, brother. Goodbye, brother.